story five of a mirror of shalott by robert hugh benson this librivox recording is in the public domain story five father girdlestone's tale part two three as i went forward into the room began the old man again as soon as we had taken our seats in silence i knew beyond doubt that i was accompanied i heard bridget moving about downstairs but it was as sound heard through the roar of a train there went with me something resembling a loud noise interior you understand yet on the brink of manifestation in the world of sense or you may call it a blackness or a vast weight as heavy as heaven and earth and it was all centred round a personality it was of such a nature that i should have been surprised at nothing it appeared to me that all that i looked upon the serge curtains my table my chair the glow of the fire on the hearth and the glimmer on the bare boards all these were but as melting shreds and rags hanging upon some monstrous reality they were there they were just in existence but they were as accidents without substance i do not know if there were definite sounds or not or even definite appearances beyond the normal material sounds and size there may have been but i do not think so i went across the room walking it seemed to me on nothingness my body was still in sensible relations with matter but it seemed to me that i was not i found my chair and sat down in it to wait i was nervous now sunk in a kind of despair that i cannot hope to make plain to you i imagined that a lost soul on the edge of death must be in that state i looked almost vacantly round the room once or twice but there was nothing i understood without consideration what was happening and the general course of events it was all one i perceived now that which had started up at the rock which had invaded first the innermost chamber of my soul and then the intellectual plane and had established itself there had now taken its final step forward and was claiming the world of sense as well i felt entirely powerless you will wonder why i did not go downstairs to the blessed sacrament i do not know but it was impossible here was the battlefield i knew very well i perceived something else too it was the reason of the assaults i did not fully understand it but i knew that the object was to drive me from the place to make the village and neighbourhood detestable to me i knew that i could escape by going away yet it was not exactly a temptation i had no interior desire to escape it was merely a question as to which force would prevail in my soul that which impelled me away and grace which held me there i was as a passive dummy between them i do not know how long it was before bridget pushed open the door i saw her with the tray come across the room and set it down upon my table and then i saw her looking at me bridget i said i shall want no supper to-night and tell the people that i am unwell and that there will be no night prayers there will be mass i hope as usual in the morning i said these words i believe but the voice was not as my own it was as if another spoke i saw her looking at me across the dusk with an extraordinary terror in her face come away father she whispered 
i shook my head come away she whispered again this is not a good house to be in i said nothing shall i fetch father donovan to you father she whispered or, or the doctor fetch no one i said to her tell no one ask for prayers if you will go and leave me to myself bridget i think i understood even then what the struggle was she was going through i do not know if she perceived all that i perceived but even from her face without her words i knew that she was conscious of something yet she did not like to leave me alone she stood perfectly still looking first at me then slowly round the room then back at me again and as she looked the dusk fell veil on veil then something happened i do not know what i never questioned her afterwards but she was gone i heard her stumbling and moaning down the stairs an instant later the street door opened and banged and i was left alone i cannot tell you what i felt i knew only that the crisis was come and that the result was out of my hands i closed my eyes i think and lay right back in my chair it was as if i was submitting myself to an operation i wondered vaguely as to what shape it would take all about the room i felt the force gathering there was no oscillation no vibration but a steady continuous pressure concentrating itself within the four walls with this the sense of the central personality grew every moment more and more intense and vivid it seemed to me as if i were some tiny conscious speck of matter in the midst of a life whose vastness and malignance was beyond conception at times it was this at other times it was as if i looked within and saw a space full of some indescribable blackness a space of such a nature that i could not tell whether it was as tiny as a pinhole or as vast as infinity it was spaceless space sheer emptiness but with an emptiness that was a horror and it was within me yet it was not simple spirit it was not the correlative of matter it was rather spirit in the very throes of manifestation in matter sometimes then i attended to this sometimes i lay with every sense at full stretch at a tenseness that seemed impossible directed outwards i cannot tell even now whether the room was poised in deathly silence or in an indescribable clamour and roar of tongues it was one or the other or it was both at once or to take the sense of sight although my eyes were closed every detail of the room was before me sometimes i saw it as rigid as a man at grips with death in a kind of pallor the table the dying fire the uncurtained windows all in the pallor the very names of the books visible all as it were striving to hold themselves in material being under the stress of some enormous destructive force with which they were charged as rigid and as silent and as significant as an electric wire and as full of power or at times all seemed to me to have gone simply to have dissolved into nothingness as a breath fades on a window to retain but a phantom of themselves well well 
words are very useless gentlemen they are poor things the old priest stopped a moment leaning forward in his chair with his thin veined hands together for myself i cannot say what i felt i seemed to be in somewhat of the state as that which he was describing all my senses too were stretched to the full by the intensity of my attention yet the narrator seemed little affected he leaned and looked peacefully into the fire and i caught the glint of light on his deep eyes then he leaned back and went on now you must picture to yourselves gentlemen that this state grew steadily in its energy i did not know before and i can scarcely believe it now that human nature could bear so much yet i seemed to myself to be observing my strained faculties from a plane apart from them it was as the owner of a besieged castle might stand on a keep and watch the figures of his men staring out over the battlements at a sight he could not see there were my eyes looking my ears listening even the touch of my fingers on the armchairs questioning what it was that they held and there was i my very self far within waiting for communications i suppose that i knew there was no escape i could not descend into the sphere of reason for another power held the keys i could not sink again to the inner presence of god for that chamber too was occupied there was this last stand to be made the world of sense if that was lost all was lost and i could not lift a finger to help and as i said the strain grew greater each instant as the opening swell of an organ waxes with a long steady crescendo to its final roar i do not know at exactly what point i understood the assault but it became known to me presently that what was intended was to merge the world of sense so far as i was concerned into this mighty essence of evil to burst through or rather to transcend the material then i knew i should be wholly lost i remember too that i perceived soon after this that this was what the world calls madness and i understood at this moment as never before how that process consummates itself it begins as mine did with the carrying of the inner life by storm that may come about by deliberate acquiescence in sin i should suppose that it always does in some degree then the intellect is attacked it may only be in one point a delusion it is called and with many persons regarded only as eccentric the process goes no further but when the triumph is complete the world of sense too is lost and the man raves i knew at that time for absolute fact that this is the process the delusions of the mad are not non-existent they are glimpses horrible or foul or fantastic of that strange world that we take so quietly for granted that at this moment and at every moment is perpetually about us foaming out its waters in lust or violence or mad irresponsible blasphemy against the most high well i saw that this was what threatened yet i could not move a finger 
no thought of flight entered my mind all had gone too far by now then gentlemen the climax came again the old priest was silent i heard monsignor's pipe drop with a clatter and my nerves thrilled like a struck harp he made no movement to pick it up he stared only at the old man and then the quiet voice went on this was the climax gentlemen the intensity swelled and swelled each moment i thought must be the last the utmost effort of hell then with a crash the full close sounded and through the rendering terror through the veil of matter that whirled away and was gone i caught one swift glimpse of all that lay beneath it was not through one sense that i perceived it it was through perception pure and simple well how can i say it it was this i perceived two vast forces pressed one against the other as silent and as rigid as as the glass of a diver's helmet against the huge incumbent glimmering water it is a wretched simile let us say that the appearance was as the meeting of fire and water without mist or tumult the forces were absolutely opposed absolutely alien yet absolutely one in the plane of being they could meet as the created and uncreated could not as flesh and spirit cannot they met level coincident each rigid to breaking point each full of an energy to which there is no parallel in this world it seemed to me that all had waited for this the enemy had been permitted to stand in the gate and at the instant of his triumph the fire of god was upon him locked in the embrace of utter repulsion and it was given to me to watch that gentleman on the edge of what the world labels as madness at the very instant that i hung balanced on that line i saw that endless war of spirit and spirit which has been raging since michael drove satan from heaven that ceaseless untiring conflict in which all that is not for god is against him seeking to dethrone and annihilate him who gave it being ah oh, words words but i saw it there was a dead silence in the room the priest drew one breath and then i saw no more i was in my chair as before holding the arms and the room round me stole back into being through the pallor of a phantom to the dusk of earthly twilight and i perceived that my eyes were closed and not open there then i stayed knowing that the war still raged beneath yet fainter every moment as the tide crawled back contesting inch by inch rolled back by that remorseless power twice or three times i heard the murmur of sound in the room the surge curtains swayed i could hear them i heard the door vibrating softly then once more the quiet silence was there and i heard the ashes slip by their weight from grate to fender matter at last was itself again then once more as into my intellect the light stole back and i knew that god reigned and that his son was incarnate crucified and risen by many irrefragable proofs 
round the house i could hear the murmur of voices and see through closed eyelids of utter repose the glimmer of lanterns on the ceiling within myself too i watched the root of evil i drew breath after breath deep and life-giving as far down within the secret chambers of my soul the foul filth ebbed and sank and that spring rising into life everlasting of which our saviour spoke welled up in its stead filling every cranny and corner of my soul with that strange sweetness so sweet and so dear that we forget it as the very air we breathe the murmur of conflict was infinitely far away and it seemed to me that once more i went down down in that introversion of which i spoke just now seeing all clean and sweet about me down into the presence of the lord who rules heaven and earth at his will then a door closed deep deep below and i knew that the enemy was gone well gentlemen said the priest after a pause leaning back that is really the story but there are a few details to add when the men that bridget had fetched came upstairs they found me asleep but they told me afterwards there were streaks of foam at the corners of my mouth yet she was not gone three minutes i never spoke a word to them of what happened they knew quite enough for laymen we had night prayers as usual that evening i said the visita quae sumus domine at the end i slept like a child and i said a mass of thanksgiving every day father brent broke the silence that followed his voice seemed strange and the church father the old priest smiled at him full you have guessed it he said yes the church was built thirty years later it is a basilica as i said it presents our lord in glory in an apse it stands curiously enough on the rock but it is in the middle of a huge colliery town and well i may as well say it there is a grated tribune above the high altar at one side through which a convent of poor clares can assist at the holy sacrifice poor clares i cease to wonder at the assault as soon as the convent was built he stood up smiling end of story 5